0: I said I'm going out of town tomorrow um, and I'm visiting um, one of my dear friends who had a baby and lives in North Carolina. I'm going to go meet her baby and um, I am flying uh, to, to Raleigh, Durham. Hmm. Very few airlines fly nonstop from Austin to there. It's American Southwest and Delta. All the flights were like insanely expensive. I found a deal on Delta nonstop one flight a day from Austin to Raleigh, Durham. I'm like, great. That's my flight on it. I get a notification today at like 4.15 from Delta, like a pop-up from the the app. That's like, your flight's been canceled. My flight for tomorrow. Your flight's been canceled. We've rebooked you. Open the app to view your new itinerary. Okay, so let me just tell you what my previous flight was. Leaving at 1.30, getting to Raleigh-Durham at 5.30. My new flight is leaving at 3 p.m., flying to Detroit, two-hour layover in Detroit, Mm -hmm. and then flying to Raleigh-Durham, getting there at 11 p.m. And I was like, Absolutely not. And Delta was like, here's some other itineraries for you, all garbage, including most of them had me leaving Saturday. So I was like, what, what, what? Yeah. so I'm like, so this all happens in like the span of two minutes where I'm seeing that the other flights are garbage. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, you know what? Sometimes airlines very last minute will like drop the price on flights to just fill those last few seats or whatever. So I go to American. No. They're like $700 one way on American. So I'm like, okay, go to Southwest. There is a nonstop flight leaving at 3.30 p.m. to Raleigh-Durham. That is the same price as my Delta flight. I go into the Delta app. I say, cancel this reservation. And Delta's like, we'll refund you. And and I'm like, great, thanks. I booked the Southwest flight. I text my friends, getting in two hours later now on Southwest. um, And I'm sure you're like, what about your return flight, Laurel? I wasn't flying Delta on the return. I was flying Southwest on the return. So...
1: I, I hate, like, I,
0: I, oh, also I did all of this in 10 minutes.
1: That's pretty was impressive. It like,
0: oh, nope, 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 not gonna do it. I've already updated my rent car. And it turns out I'm A-list on Southwest right now. They like gave me A-list for six months. And so they're like, even though your boarding position is garbage because you checked in, you know, an hour after check-in time was, uh, you're A-list. So you'll get to board you, anyway. And I'm like, like
1: it, they've got it set up. Like if you're not buying the automatic check-in, like, you're no, not, oh yes. There's no way you're getting like A.
0: Oh, definitely not getting A. And I get annoyed if I do Early Bird and I get like A58. I'm like, what we did early bird, left? we got like
1: B. Like that's oh, how many see, people were doing early bird.
0: At that point, I think they have to cut off Early Bird. I don't think they should be selling it for like the entire flight. Well, like I they, mean,
1: there's a million like Non-ethical things planes do to get you when you get on there, but for example, all of a sudden just deciding to cancel your flight, like and be like, we're gonna book you on something. I wouldn't say that's
0: non-ethical. I have no idea why they canceled my flight. Um, It is the only non-stop they have to Raleigh Durham though from Austin, so I was surprised because normally that's a safe flight. Like it's the one non-stop a day, that's kind of a safe one. I think it's
1: sketchy at best. I mean, it's not an unethical in the same way as like (laughs) you know current politics, but I think they're just like they're. It's like they they cancel the
0: flight and we're gonna charge me to take a different one like that what that would have been unethical but
1: i disagree i think they're both unethical one is just more unethical than the other and we now know who here has the higher standards for ethics is all i'm saying and we now
0: we now know here who is a bit unreasonable what if they were like the wheels fell off that plane and we have to take it out of service i, I don't think it's unethical believe, for them I, to cancel that i can't that believe
1: flight. you're arguing for like corporate airlines you're like how dare I'm, you
0: i'm not i'm how saying dare you USG speak PR a corporate delta <laughs> I know all, a lot. There are just so many reasons why a flight is canceled and they're not all like corporate greed. Keep. Anyway, keep. I Can we get back to my travel prowess and how I did all of that in 10 minutes? and didn't break a sweat. I mean, even Clark said that he was very impressed, but expected nothing less of me. So. Uh,
1: um, I mean, and, I'm and impressed. And he was like,
0: tell me you didn't call Delta. And I was like, of course I didn't call Delta. What were they going to do? <laughs>
1: I, you know, I used to be called uh, American all the time because my dad had, like, a platinum, double platinum membership. So it was just, like, it, it was so funny how it was like, hi, I this happened to me that was not great. And they're like, sorry, sir. And I'm like, my father's double platinum. And they're like, oh, Mr. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, it was just used to be this calling card. He's, he's not anymore. He, it's been a while since he's been on a plane. But I hate Delta. And, like, I don't, I'm sure Delta's, fine better than like i give them credit for but like they just like canceled like my flight got canceled for again one of the uh many reasons a flight gets canceled and i was like at the airport and i was like okay so when are you gonna put me out and like it, it meant i missed a rehearsal dinner for a wedding i was in and i was like okay blah blah, blah and i'm like can i get something like i was like I'm going to push this cuz like I said I used to, you know, be able to push things with American cuz you know, I grew up with my dad going this is what you say and this is what you say. And I tried it with with Delta and they're like, "Well, we can give you a meal voucher." And I'm like, "Okay." And they gave me a meal voucher that was for 50 cents less than the cheapest thing at Aunt Annie's pretzel stand. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, so at the end of the day if I wanted to eat anything, I had to like fish out 50 cents. And I was like, "I'm done with Delta." It was like a crummy flight when we went out there and I just i i've i've heard the best stories i've heard about delta was like i got there on time like i've never heard anyone be like oh delta like most most of the time i just hear people going oh it's terrible not spirit terrible but bad
0: it's funny you say that because i feel like uh insert any airline name and i know somebody who feels that way about it i mean obviously spirit and frontier are always in that group but like i feel like i know people are like that about united american southwest delta i'm just like Look, guys, they've all—they've all, all got problems, and people are like, "What airline are you loyal to anymore?" And I'm like, "I'm not really loyal to any airline because I have been had a trip waylaid by every single airline there is. I mean, well, not Spirit and Frontier. But.
1: I think it—I think it boiled down to how they treated me, and like, you know, I—I've had like flights get canceled and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, whatever. But like, it was just the way corporate Delta greed. was corporate again. Greed. Right. But, well, I think corporate greed was. We can give you this meal voucher. <laughs> for six (laughs) dollars for the cheapest thing in the airport it's 650 and i was like oh okay why don't you uh just spit on my shoes and tell me it's raining i don't need you to like this is awful but
0: i didn't mean to take us us down this really like negative uh I, i was i was this was more just like look at this travel situation i saved i and i also just like laughable how Delta was like, here's this itinerary we booked for you. And I'm right. like, you literally the the only other worse itinerary was several that would have me leaving at six AM and getting to Raleigh Durham at one thirty in the morning. And that's what
1: I'm saying. It's was <laughs> the only worst like, itinerary. Here's the <laughs> favor we've done for you. And it's like, no you haven't. <laughs> this like, yeah. We've booked an itinerary for you. It's like, hey, we rented you a rowboat to get there. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You did nothing. I think Delta I think the was the other tech- one that gave me like and this wasn't their fault, but it was like They booked uh, It's coming out of Atlanta and they booked everybody in a hotel and it was like the smokiest hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. And that's obviously not their fault, but it was like, it was just like, everyone was going up and they're like, the only room we have left is smoking. The only room we have left is smoking. The only room we have. And it was like, there's a long line of everybody because it was was weather. That was not Delta's fault. Yeah. But I was like, is, is this just like, and I looked outside and it was like the Marlboro Inn. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, why, (laughs) why is every room smoking? (laughs)
0: Also, like, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Right. This was hotels.
1: 2005. So it wasn't yeah. even like the 90s. It was like pretty well into the like, we don't have this many smoking rooms anymore.
0: Right. It, it doesn't. It, I suppose it doesn't surprise me. In Atlanta in 2005, they still had smoking rooms. But mm-hmm. I, I I was surprised when I, where, oh my gosh, where, oh, I was flying back from New Orleans. um And I turned around and there was a, like on the plane. And I, I don't know if this is just still on planes, but there was a, um, I, I was in the, I flew standby on the way back. So I was in the very last row and I won't point I kind of like glanced back and right by the um, bathroom was a little, I, I don't know if it was like a tiny little trash can or something, but it had a little thing about like, you know, don't, don't put, cig- don't put ashes in here from cigarettes. And I was right. like, who's still smoking on planes. When,
1: if I ever get on a plane and it's got the little ashtray in the seats, I start worrying like not that I think someone's going to smoke, but I'm like, this, this plane should plane. be out of commission. Well, that's yeah. the thing
0: is I was just like this. I was like, how, like, it makes me think that it's not necessarily, well, the ashtray, yes. But I'm thinking that maybe they think that they're still just people who haven't really flown since you could smoke on planes and are just like, surely I can still light up, right? I,
1: I yeah, I don't remember ever being on a flight though. Like I'm no. like, you know, and I'm older than you, but like, I'm still like, yes, yes. yeah. I'm 48 years older than you. And I'm just like I can't remember, you know. I feel like that was all antiquated when I was a kid. And I flew, I flew pretty early. Like my, we were, uh, my dad your, would. You were jet setters. We were jet setters. You know, again, double platinum. But um,
0: yes, um, excuse me. I flew as an infant, Um, so you know,
1: she remember it well. Little wings.
0: Um, I th- I think my mom was more just like, please God, don't let her disrupt all the other passengers. Yeah, <laughs> I, in I, in I, believe, I believe I believe I was
1: noise canceling headphones and everything. Yes.
0: I, I believe I was an angel. Of course. Do we expect anything less? Um, oh but yeah,
1: baby, I hope you said that to people. It's was like, wasn't I good? <laughs> like on the way out. Um, uh, I just, yeah, we, we flew, I think we talked about this a little, a little while ago and it's just I, like the, the decline of the luxury of air travel has like <laughs> dive bombed where it's like, Get yourself I, yeah. mentally prepared to be in this like conscious small bubble and just get out as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, p- perhaps I do just go in with such low expectations. I have to say one of my best friends being a flight attendant, I- I'm not knocking the like, you know, I'm not knocking the people who work mm-hmm. the-, the flights because so much of that, I mean, all that's out of their control. They can only like, you know, offer what they are given. But, um, I just go in with incredibly low expectations about everything. Like my fellow passengers, the like, food and drink off or not. I just go in with super low expectations so that if I'm ever, like I was very pleasantly surprised on my flights to and from Argentina about how comfortable they were, how decent the food was, how just like everything. So um well, then, then it's just, Oh, it's lovely. But if you just go in expecting the worst, I then will you're say, probably going to be fine. I will
1: say, I feel like I actually like the food and beverage options for like, you know, not compared to first class or anything like that. But like when I was a kid, it was like, you got the peanuts. And there was like one diet soda option. That was it. (laughs) And now it's like they feel like they've got a lot of soda, a lot of drink options. And like they come through with those little snack packs. Like I feel like it like maybe I just I have (laughs) maybe I'm I have simultaneously low expectations. My low expectations are for like the other people like the the process of getting on the plane, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- I, I I can't remember the last time I had a bad flight attendant. Except there, the last time I remember was, was a really extremely bumpy flight, and there were we were in the back of a of a plane, and there were two flight attendants in the back going, "Oh, it's fine," blah blah blah. And like Tara and I are like white knuckling it the whole way, and we were like, "Shut up!" Like, I like that was the only thing is they're like. I don't understand why people get so upset about you know like the scene from lost where like the guy comes out of the out of the thing it hits the ceiling was happening and they're like oh, i've been in worse and i'm like i am gonna throw this this uh, sky mall magazine at you lady if you wow this was question. a
0: while ago if sky mall was still uh the sky mall i don't
1: know what the what the uh American
0: Spirit. I don't even know what they're. Oh, it was it. American Way, and they don't. Yes. I don't think they print it anymore. I, I look for it because I love a good in-flight magazine. I look for it on my last flight um, from New Orleans, and alas, I th- there was there was a barren you know seat pocket in front of me.
1: <laughs> I also like a good in-flight magazine. It's been a while since I've seen one, though. I usually so, have I, like I, my book, and then. Like literally I like do everything short of putting like wearing a hat that says don't talk to me, but I'll like put my hood up. I'll put on sunglasses, even though it's the middle of the day, I'll put on my headphones. I look like, I look like I'm competing in like the, a huge poker tournament, (laughs) like those people and like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, But to me, it's almost always way too bright on planes. Like I'm just like, Oh, this lighting is so, it's so bright.
1: And I like bring a book light because even if it's dark, like I hate turning on that light because I feel like it's It's not as spotlighty as I want it to be. And it bleeds over into someone else sleeping. I'll get a sleep mask. I'll do. I look like the only way you can tell a human, like literally there's a chance I could put like a mannequin in that same spot. And you would not notice like a, like a Ferris Bueller pretending he's sick, like type situation. Like there is so little actual human skin exposed on a plane.
0: I mean, you know, that's, it's like mouth and hands and that's it. (laughs) That's, certain, that's, that's certainly one way to do it, you know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, Seattle, let us know what your plane uh, <laughs> habits are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine is usually just that I fall asleep before takeoff and, um, and miss beverage service entirely and wake up somewhere with like an hour left of a flight. Two-thirds of the way through a flight, I'll usually wake up and then be like – and almost always when I travel for work a lot, I'd be like, I'm going to get work done on this. This is going to be great. And then, no, no.
1: I'm the king I'd wake of up and my... be like. Of my el- <laughs> I'm the king of getting my elbow bumped by the stupid beverage cart.
0: Oh, see, I sit at the window. So that doesn't happen. Oh, well, since I fall asleep, I really can't sit at the aisle because if somebody has to get out, then they have to like, wake me up. And I think people are just terrified of waking up a stranger.
1: Tara gets the window. And then if there's another person, I get the middle, which is the worst, but I deal with it.
0: Oh, that's very, that's very nice of you to sit in the middle. So Tara can have the window.
1: I will 100% like utilize it later when I need something. Cause I can handle being in the middle. It doesn't bother me. I'm also, I'm also aggressive with my elbows of when I'm in the middle, I'm like, yes, I, I don't, not aggressive, but like I stake out my territory and I'm like, this is like, I have the, the, the middle seat gets the, the elbow rests. That's the rule. Like that's yes. what I get for
0: it. That, that is, that is the like social construct that we've mm-hmm. all, unofficially agreed on just it's like oh. unspoken that if you if you were in the middle you get both armrests and if yes. i am you know because i'm really in the middle if i get if i find myself getting bumped by the person in the middle on the armrest i feel bad i'm like oh how dare i <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. basically you want to sit next to me people because i'm not going to talk to you because i'm going to be asleep and i'm going to feel terrible if i uh, steal some of your armrest so
1: <laughs> in your sleep <laughs>
0: Yes, well, in the like 30 seconds I'm awake after I sit down with all of my belongings. I mean, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. They turn those engines on and it just lulls me to sleep. Um, oh, no. I don't know. I don't have a good segue. For I ours.
1: don't either. So let's get right into it. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We love to fly. And we also talk about Fraser.
0: Yeah. Do uh, any airlines want to sponsor us?
1: <laughs> can you tell me what... This is season nine episode.
0: Episode 16. Uh, Wheels of Fortune is the first one we're talking about.
1: Frazier is unimpressed when his scheming, scamming ex-brother-in-law rolls in for a visit, now in a wheelchair, and claims to be a reformed, God-fearing man who needs money for a revival ministry. Now, I had no idea who the guest star in this was. Okay. like I So when they started, the whole thing is, what what is Lilith's brother's name?
0: Blaine.
1: Blaine. So they start Blaine talking Sternin,
0: you know, the whole, Lil Lil Sternin.
1: Frazier realizes Blaine's in town and starts like freaking out about him. Now, I don't think we've heard about Blaine. Blaine is a brand new concept. Definitely character. never right.
0: never. Also, can we just talk about the fact that no one his age in 2002 would be named Blaine? I don't believe that was a big name, you know, 45 years earlier. So Right.
1: So he is you know, like Frazier's like he schemes and he does all this stuff and they keep talking about him. And So I'm going, okay, we're either not going to see this guy at all, or it sounds like it might be like a big um, guest star get. I was really impressed when the door, like, we literally wrote here, oh my God, Batman, because it's Michael (laughs) Keaton. I I literally went, whoa! Like, like I had a legitimate verbal response to Michael Keaton being Blaine. I think he was kind of wasted in this episode. Like,.
0: So oh, it's funny you say that because I think about Michael Keaton's career back then in 2002, mm-hmm. and it was not going super great. And so I don't think this was seen as a come down for him. I think it was almost seen a oh. little bit. This is before more movie actors were doing TV, kind of like they are now. I think it was almost yes. like, oh, this makes sense for, OK, th- like this is a good get for him, like gets him out in something current and something that's like kind of well-respected and everything, but it's just a guest star role. So it's not a huge commitment.
1: I mean, I guess it wasn't really way
0: behind him at that point, but he hadn't yet had this kind of career resurgence of like spotlight and Birdman, And we can't forget the wonderful movie first daughter that came out in 2004 Mm -hmm. starring him and Katie Holmes, which I still want those two hours of my life back and they will pay for it at some point.
1: first daughter uh, there's another one called like my dad is the president there's like a few oh, of them like that well there's sure. my date with the president's that's daughter what, that's which is what fantastic
0: is my... that's a made for tv movie and it is fantastic and then there's chasing liberty which is fine but my date with the president's daughter is the best of those three i
1: love that you have like a you have a rate a ranking of like i
0: do ask me which of those i've seen multiple times and it's my date with the president's daughter Who's i think i've seen chasing one? liberty like twice uh will Friedel. from um boy meets world plays the guy who goes on a date with the president's daughter the woman who plays the president's daughter i don't think is famous so um i mean it was literally like a disney not even a disney channel original movie i think it was like an abc sunday night family movie some reason Um, i thought it was
1: hillary duff but
0: i think dabney
1: dabney coleman Coleman is the president plays
0: the president that sounds right dabney coleman
1: Just looks like he has bad coffee breath all the time. I don't know how to like describe that, but I just imagine his breath smelling like stale coffee. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway, you know, I, I, but but yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like Michael Keaton was, again, like, like you said, not doing a lot of TV stuff around here. Like, was a pretty big get for Frazier, I think. But I do think, like, like I said, this character, like, was very weird. uh Like, I did not believe that Lilith this would be Lilith's brother.
0: Half-brother. Half-brother, half brother, which I, I feel like says a lot. I that guess. kind of implies they didn't really grow up together.
1: I feel like they had this character they wanted to do. You know what they should have done and this is, may not resonate with you cuz you didn't watch a lot of Cheers. Do you know the character Harry the Hat from Cheers? No. So it's Harry Anderson who was the judge on on uh Night, Night Court. Court. And he would come in, because he's also a magician as well as a comedian. And he would yes, come in and kind of do... we've talked about his role on yeah. Tears before. I would love it if this had been Harry the Hat. Like, the whole, like, let's connect it to Lilith thing was like, okay, I guess. I feel... this like, it just felt...
0: You're you're right in that it definitely feels like they thought of this character and then thought, how can we make this person yeah. connected to Fraser And also, how can we make him connected in a way that Frazier wouldn't have cut him out of his life a long time ago?
1: Right, right, right.
0: And it's that he, you know, is Lilith's half-brother, so they had to still see him occasionally.
1: Now, I will say I liked... I think Michael Keaton did a great job as this character. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think anything that was a deficit was his fault, but, like, he just kind of... Because I think Michael Keaton has really good delivery and comic timing and stuff like that. It's, you know, especially since now he's Batman. Now. Since 89 he was Batman. You forget he was, I was like, like... yeah. He did like comedy acting before then, like Mr. Mom and stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
0: I love Mr. Mom.
1: But like,
0: first daughter again, guys.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't really call him a versatile actor. I mean, I guess he is now, but like, this character was definitely not. This was just Lilith's half brother is Michael Keaton in a wheelchair. Like, that was it, you know?
0: Yes. I felt like this was probably a very easy role for him, but I thought, I didn't think he did a bad job with it.
1: Mm -hmm. I also don't ever think I would go, you know, who would be good at playing Lilith's half-brother if you said Lilith has a half-brother who plays him like Michael Keaton would never
0: no yeah but I I do want to take this moment to encourage people to if you have not watched Spotlight which Mm. won best picture um in 20 the Oscars held in 2016 for 2015 um he I don't believe he was nominated for an Oscar for He's. it's very much an ensemble movie but he's fantastic and he plays the editor I think uh no not the editor-in-chief of the Boston Globe but like one of the main editors at the Boston Globe. Yeah, um, it is. It is just. I mean, it's a really well done movie. Gosh, I watch it almost once a year because it's just like it's so good. So to I me, mean, that was where I was like, his career's coming back as when he was in Spotlight, and then he had Birdman the next year. Yeah,
1: I don't. I can't think or of anything I've ever four. seen him in that I didn't like him in. Like he wasn't good to me.
0: I. I mean, I think I have pretty much named now all the movies I've seen him in. I've seen Batman, First Daughter, and Spotlight. I haven't seen Birdman, which I have to see because
1: Multiplicity.
0: Never, uh, no, never saw multiplicity. He's
1: really good at it. It's like a middling movie. It's definitely like watered down Groundhog Day, which was, I think, the it was by Harold Ramis after Groundhog Day. And they oh, kind of tried okay. to do another high concept comedy. He's great in the first Marvel Studios Spider Man, like, elevates a character, like, not to get too into it, but like that villain is very different from the comics but also like because like, i think it's like oh they're just getting michael keaton because they want they want this gravitas of batman but he's a very different character in that
0: wait which spider-man is this not toby Maguire. okay okay because yeah. I, I i need to know which who the actor is that plays spider-man i'm like i need yes, to know who we're yes, talking yes, yes. about so, the, so wait the, is that andrew garfield
1: yes and he's okay. he's he's the bad guy in the first one. He plays a character called the vulture who in the comic is like an old man who made a wingsuit And he steals youth from young people. So then they like, well, they do something really cool because in that one, he's like the owner of like a blue collar. He's kind of a blue collar criminal in that they steal tech that like when the aliens came down in in Avengers, like they steal tech from Avengers fights and sell it to bad guys. So it's like interesting in the Marvel Universe because it's explaining this elevation of like bad guys, you know, in the world. But he's mm-hmm. also still the vulture, so the idea of him scavenging stuff, like, that's true to the character's nature, or, like, the name of the character. He had a very cool design. There's a twist in the movie that's pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff about it that was, like, shocking that I was like, oh, this will just be another Marvel movie. I'm like, I, I really like the first spider- I like all the spider Man Spider-Mans.
0: Spider-Mans. Yes. <laughs> um, that... So the fact that he's called the Vulture make it just ties a little too closely to Birdman, where he plays. Yes,
1: like, that was another thing. Like like somebody saw that, and was like make him the Vulture, yeah, where he's like Hawk Guy or whatever. in <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, no, I, I. So I should say I have a real problem with Birdman, and that I don't think it should have won Best Picture of the year. At one, um, I thought I think Boyhood by Richard Linklater should have. And also, I've tried to watch it multiple times, and I can't get more than 20 minutes in without literally like wanting to rip my hair out. <laughs> So it's, I mean, someone's just gonna have to literally like restrain me and have me watch it in order for me to fulfill my lifelong goal of seeing every Oscar best picture winner. So
1: um, here's another note I have about this episode.
0: Oh, I have, I have many notes. So let's, uh, yeah, let's just get back into this.
1: Isn't the conceit that Daphne can't cook. Like, don't yeah, they, the, the, their jokes yeah. is like she's got, she has like, the, these fluffy mashed potatoes and like lamb chops, like butterfly lamb chops. I'm like what you is you it?
0: You know what it makes me wonder? If we're low-key supposed to think that Niles has been teaching her how to cook. Like she and Niles have been cooking together and the and so she's like getting better. At I cooking.
1: guess. Or she's doing that like the first time Mrs. Doubtfire has to cook and she like <laughs> orders out. She just has been doing yes. that this
0: whole time. Yes. I mean no, no shame, Daphne. If that if that's what you're if that's what you're doing, but um, uh
1: what else you got on this one?
0: I mean, I oh, I just I mean, I don't know. I've I some. Can we talk a little bit about? So I feel like I have a lot of um, uh, I have a lot of Laurel one-liners that I'll save until the end. I have a few um, too. Can we talk about the conceit he has, like the 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 the, the, the swindle that he's trying to pull? Basically, the yes. con that he's doing. Um. Of this whole born again, or not born again, but, like, saved, seen the error of his ways, trying to bring the good news to everybody. Maybe because I've seen this episode before. I was already primed to know this is all just a bunch of hooey. Yeah. But I... And it's funny, since I am a religious person, nothing makes me roll my eyes and doubt somebody more than when he started talking about, like, after my accident, and then, and, and you know, all these, and he's like, God, and, you know, just nothing. I mean, I was just, I completely immediately was like, I don't understand how anybody would believe this, especially this family.
1: I, I guess. I also think like, yeah, I was kind of like, Martin really taking to the sky, this, guy, this- to this, it sounds like I was saying Martin was taking to the sky, like he just flew <laughs> off into the no, but he's really taking to this guy. Like mm-hmm. it, it just felt I, like it was a lot of like Frazier, I think, was meant to seem like paranoid, and I was like, oh no, I believe Frazier 100%. Yes. Like, I'm on his side, you know, which is, it's, it's it's nice for Fraser to be crazy in an episode, but we are still, like, you're not, like, what a horrible human being. And then by the end, I was, like, I was with you. I'd never seen this episode. I'm, like, oh, he, it's going to turn out to be true. Yeah. And then yeah. I don't know if Blaine ever comes back. I mean, it's not like he was some, you know, day player, like, that's, like, he'll have an empty schedule. Like, the assumption <laughs> is Keaton's, even, you know, like you said, his career is kind of in a dip right now. I feel like he's busier than, you know, some rando to come in and 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 play this character again, so.
0: Yeah, I I so I will say I'm glad I'm glad he didn't go on IMDb to try to figure out if he came back, but uh I don't I, I don't I don't think he comes back. Right. So, um I it's funny, the only part I remember, the only thing I remembered about this episode obviously is that Michael Keaton shows up in a wheelchair playing Lilith's brother. And that at the end, Frazier opens the door and the wheelchair is empty. That's the only thing I remember. I remember yeah. nothing in between. That
1: that delivery was good of Frazier being like, no, like that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I just, I, I found it hard to believe that we were supposed to think that Niles, and, that Daphne, okay. Daphne falling for it. Okay. Maybe a little bit, because I think she has just such so pure of heart and everything. But. Yeah. And she
1: also like, kind of believes in likes spirituality to like a yes. degree that others don't and the power of, of that
0: yes uh but niles also like i know he's kind of going along with it just to appease daphne but niles kind of also going along with it and martin i was like this just uh, martin being like an ex-cop and everything i just not oh, none yeah, of yeah, this yeah. tracked for me
1: yeah i it it, it... I I really was not a huge fan of this episode. I will say though when Keaton was actually like on stage doing his televangelist bit, mm-hmm. I wrote he needs a run on righteous gemstones. Like he I think he, oh. he I think he played like a comedically like slimy televan like like brothers and sisters like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I think he did it pretty uh, that was a good, you know, he he was hamming it up a little bit, but I think in the way Keaton does kind of the, you know, Batman, like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know, like, just real, like, high energy. I was just like, I was just like, he would be good doing this in a better written role. That's this role, kind of.
0: In a role where it wasn't like you didn't feel like this is a card they've had on the bulletin board in the writer's room for a long time and they decided to pull it down. Um, Can we go through some of my uh, Laurel one-liners, though? Yes, Uh, I
1: bet one of yours is one of mine, I think.
0: Okay, well, this actually, as I'm looking at this, this is not a Laurel one-liner, but this is just um, the doorman of the Elliott Bay Towers just calling them and saying that Blaine Sternen is on his way up. Um, Mm. I was like, a doorman would get fired for doing that, for just letting somebody who is not on a pre-approved list just go up. But perhaps it's also that Blaine is so charming- And can talk his way into anything um and who's going to tell a man in a wheelchair no you can't go up until they say you can come up so uh one of my one-liners is um when blaine says uh if that's not a, a buttload of poetic justice and niall says that is the basic unit of poetic <laughs> justice um, do you want me to keep going, or are you going to fill in with yours? You, are you waiting to see if one of the ones I say is one of the ones you wrote down?
1: Well, I, you've passed when it happened. Are you going in chronological order?
0: Um, I mean, maybe I have something about parking in the blue zone. Um, I
1: wrote, "Charm is the viscous grease with which he oils his flimflam machine." <laughs> really, <laughs> it's like the third line. <laughs> I really enjoyed it.
0: That is, I'm embarrassed to say that I missed that line. <laughs> Wow, that is great. I did not write that down. Um, thank you for bringing that back to me. Wow. What oh, charm it. is Charm the is vis- the
1: viscous grease with which he oils his, oils flim, flam his flim flam machine. Flam machine.
0: <laughs> wow. 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 It was very good. Um, that is, yeah. Um I also I also enjoyed when Blaine goes into the kitchen and Frazier says, My sub zero is probably on the way to a chop shop right now. Right. <laughs> enjoyed that um i did kind of write down don't ev- don't all families not all families don't most families have somebody like this which is like the family member who you never you know never lend money to never listen to whatever their newest like scheme is um not to this extent obviously but i feel right. like and I, I and i'm thinking of my own family i'm like i don't know that we necessarily okay oh, guys it's uncle gary i'm sorry no i'm <laughs> kidding I'm <laughs> uh i uh but my family's not huge, so I don't feel like we maybe no one comes to mind specifically, but like I can think of some friends' families or I'm like, oh I know exactly who it is in their family.
1: Well, I wrote I wrote that Frazier the show hates brothers in law because I feel like this also feels a little bit like um I've already forgotten his name, but Anthony oh, Padler. Like yeah. Simon, yeah. Like apparently like brothers in law are always like, I've got a deal for you. like like they just I, yeah. I I'm curious, I feel like I, there might be another character like that, but I feel like they get, there's easily a third version of this coming in.
0: Uh, there, there could be, because we're really getting to the point where I don't remember things. Um, mm. I also enjoyed Roz talking about, uh, what was it, like a, so, was it a pastor or a youth group leader or something? And Frasier's like, well, what happened? She said, it worked, and now I'm a nun. What do you think <laughs> happened?
1: She has a couple lines where she really is just, like, flat out, like, very sex positive about her, like, like like her perceived background, right? <laughs> like yes. her, her reputation. Um,
0: uh, I I did also enjoy that the salt server was described as having playful scroll work. Scroll I, work.
1: I love that it was a salt server, server, not a shaker.
0: Nope, it had a, it had a spoon. Tiny little spoon.
1: spoon. I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down Laughlin, Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> doc I love that there that wasn't part of like a payoff. That was never paid off. It was just a joke about like something like like just a like it feels like they wrote that scene and someone was like, "Oh, you know, we need to put in here that thing that we all hate." Like it was like, you know, it was just such a good little bit about like that moment in time and that sort of thing, like right? Like it's just I feel like nowadays if someone was younger and watched that, they'd be like, what is he doing? And it's like, "Yes, oh, we used to yes. not have Google. We used to have to yell the names of places in the phones.
0: Yes. It's funny. I, I watched The Rock last night. They were showing it at Central Machine Works. And it, it, Sean Connery does that when he's on a car chase. He calls Information and asks like for the like phone number for Jade Angelou. But it's Sean Connery driving in a car chase. And he's like, Information? Dude, Andrew. And I'm like there's no way they understand what you were saying sean connery
1: okay i don't mean to be rude but your sean connery sounded like share you're like, Dread
0: Andrew. like I, I don't find that rude i in no way think i sound like sean connery i have no it's a pretty
1: good share no,
0: no delusions of entering to a sean connery impersonation contest so um
1: yeah. i also wrote that i thought the cold clothes was very dumb
0: what was the cold clothes? I watched it two hours ago and I don't remember. It was Martin
1: trying to pull the like stab me in the knee and then oh. like he gives it to Daphne and Daphne stabs the other leg and then he starts chasing her out of the room and it's like, you did this, you dimwit. Like, this right. is your fault.
0: Right. Right. Yes. I Yeah. I think at that point I was like really not paying attention anymore because I was like, can we move on to the next episode? Do you want to rate this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a, a three I was gonna say 3 Batman. No, I don't know. Oh. Like I'm just like I don't like I did not like. I mean I I think it's only I like Keaton's performance. Maybe it was a 3 or a 4. I'm going a 3. I'll be mean. 3, three Batman. What? Batman.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm I'm going to give it 4 playful scroll works. Um <laughs> yeah. Um can we pause really quick cuz I need to go put my sourdough in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm once, I'm once again baked bread, guys. Laurel's um, always
1: okay. got a bun in the oven. Uh-oh.
0: Okay, let's not start <laughs> rumors.
1: Let's see what's going on. So this Sunday is uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, coming and AEW doing the uh, Forbidden Door in which... Uh, john moxley and tanahashi will be going against each other for the interim world championship i can't see a world where they give it to the new japan guy but it's just cool to see moxley and tanahashi tanahashi you know a little bit of an older wrestler i'm excited to see it um i'm excited because ftr one of my favorite tag teams is getting uh, a match i think they're going to unite the new japan tag Team uh belts and the Ring of Honor tag team belt. So that's gonna be exciting. It's just cool to see two different promotions coming together and being able to do this. Something you'll never see in WWE. But anyway, Laurel's on her way back.
0: Did you talk about wrestling again?
1: Absolutely not. So we have a I don't believe you. <laughs> we have a email. Um it's a long one. I haven't read it. I don't like to read them before. Good. Um, no, you shouldn't. I mean, sometimes I do. I don't want to start reading it. It's like I'm going to murder him. (laughs) Like, all of a sudden, I realize it's been sitting in my inbox as like a threat for like two weeks. But, um, it's, it's, are you going to say who who it's from? Yes. It is from, uh, Gamero, I believe, is at Gamero says on Twitter.
0: Yeah. I think John, I think, is his first name.
1: Um, so the title of the email is RIP to the Google phone number. (laughs) Uh, hey, Ryan and Laurel, longtime fan at Gamero says from Twitter here. After last episode and hearing about the death of the call-in number, I lamented not having used the opportunity earlier. Don't worry, John, we'll get it back. Uh, so you can imagine my sadness when I called in this morning only to hear it's still dead, gone too soon. I will get to it soon. After listening for years the only sporadic p- and with only sporadic posts to the Facebook channel, I figured I'd say hi and say thanks for all the episodes to keep us company over the past few years. And a special thanks to my buddy Hussein for introducing me to the podcast way back when. It makes me feel old saying it since this still feels like my quote-unquote newest podcast. I've since done a full rewatch of Frasier and have started watching the two eps leading up to your new episode to play my own game that I figured I'd tell you about and see how I can do when accountability is on the line. Once I finish the episode that you'll review next, I try to guess the rating system that one or both <laughs> of you will use out of 10. So Ryan, if you don't want to be spoiled, stop reading now. Oh, Okay. I didn't read this, so yes, this is for the next episode. For the Michael Keaton episode, my guess is the two of you will fight over the, giving the episode X little spoons out of ten. Thanks to Ni- Niall's previous deli- precious delivery, that would have been a good one. If uh, uh, as for the, well, do I want to read the? Ne- I well, I've no,
0: no, no, don't read the next one.
1: Okay, I did, and we'll see if okay. you do it. Um, okay. Skip that. Thanks again, you two, for all the fun and talk to you again soon. XOXO Gamero rhymes with Camaro, first of the fan mail pile. Oh. Thank you, John.
0: That is, I, I feel like I know John well since he is a very, um, I feel like one of our more active fans on Twitter. Yes. Um, and him I, and I, Hussein I and that.
1: Brad are like the three mm-hmm. big guys on Twitter.
0: Mm hmm which means guys, you know, if, if, any of you are like, man, I want to be big on Twitter with them, you know, you know what to do at
1: craniacs. Um, C I really appreciate that. E-I-A-C-S.
0: Uh, I, I, I appreciate that, John. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I do feel like, uh, John and Hussein have been listeners for a really long time. Of course we've been doing this now for like four and a half years. So, um, I know, right? it has been, it has been some time. Um, I have to confess though, the, uh, the ranking system that we, the rating system that we use and using an object from the episode, I stole from Gilmore guys. Mm. And I used to do the same thing where I would try to guess what in the episode they were going to pick as their like, you know, object to use as as a rating. So, um, I just want to say, you know, the just the apple. I don't know. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but that's not correct. Like <laughs> we all become. We're passing
1: like it them. on soon. Uh, John will have his own podcast yes. about something, and someone else will have to will we'll do that. Um, I don't have the. Uh, I have the episode title, but I keep missing the the number. Oh, here yeah, it is: it's, season, it's nine, season nine,
0: episode seventeen.
1: The th- Three Blind Dates. It's been a few months since Fraser has been out on a date, so Niles and Daphne, Roz and Martin, each take a shot. At setting him up with someone. However, perhaps fate is the best matchmaker. I like this one better, but I will say one of my first notes is. Uh, Niles going, he's expressed no dissatisfaction with his love life altogether. And I do that I write in all caps. That's like every other episode of the show is Frasier <laughs> lamenting, like within this season, lamenting about being single. There have been whole episodes. It's like, oh, it's been two weeks since he's been sad about it. He must be super happy with himself. It's like.
0: I also feel like in some ways that maybe shows how out of touch Niles is with Frasier. I mean, he's with Daphne now. He's not spending as much time with Frasier. I don't think that was their point, but I feel like that's kind of like you're not paying a lot of attention to Frasier. Yeah, I know. I think that's really in the end, just lazy writing.
1: It was, but I do, I do actually like this. Um, I like this episode.
0: I like this episode too. I really want to start at the very beginning when they ask Roz, Niles and Daphne ask Roz to be maid of honor in the, uh their wedding which a i'm glad we've had some recognition of the fact that they're now engaged since yes. it wasn't mentioned at all you know the the previous episode that we watched was um them getting engaged and so mm-hmm. and then the last episode it wasn't mentioned um so but i also love I, I again i know i've talked about this in the last episode that we had as well but like i just love the friendship of roz and niles now and that roz is going to be like a very important person in their wedding right right it's just, right I don't know. I just it's
1: also it. a cool little advance. I mean, that it, 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 that's not the B plot doesn't become that, but it is just a little nugget to keep like it going, yes. which I thought was cool. Yes, uh, I liked. I have right in here, and I don't. I remember writing it and going, "You need the context for this," and I was like, "No, I'll remember it." Now I don't remember it, but that says they turned out to be bad in bed too.
0: Oh, that was um.
1: Oh, Ross says she could sniff yeah. out that that that. The men Daphne set her up with were like losers. And she was like, and mm-hmm. they turned out to be bad in bed too, which I thought was funny. Again, I think that was the second time she was like, you know, making fun of her own reputation in a way. Mm-hmm. Though I think she was kind of serious there. But
0: uh you're you're skipping over the fact that Frasier in his official bio keeps lowering his age. Yes, now his younger brother. <laughs> yeah, Niles is like, Oh, my little brother Frasier. I just thought that was really funny.
1: Um I have a note here. It says, My tooth used to glow in the black light, my fake tooth. I think I got a new one. It doesn't do it anymore. They what? talk about teeth grow- glowing in black light. I forgot why, but I just remember them talking about it. I think it was. They were trying to pick someone for Fraser. She's like, oh, the one with the with the fake teeth. She's like, you can only tell in a black light or something like that.
0: Which makes me think of that episode of Friends when Roz ends up um, whitening his teeth way too much and they're like incredibly bright. And, he, and so he, he goes on a date and is in like low light the whole time. And his date like turns off all the lights and he smiles and it's glowing. <laughs> I,
1: I, I think I remember that one.
0: Roz, between that and Roz with the leather pants that he can't get off and Ross with the spray tan, like he's really, he, he got all of the like awkward dates. I mean
1: Ross is pretty awful. <laughs> like I
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um so the whole thing becomes they're all setting Fraser up. Like I thought it was going to be a little more like setting the table and then like three like what like the the Valentine episode yes. it was like three you know separate stories. And I and it, this one kind of did a good job of like flowing to the next one. So like
0: and also making them different enough.
1: Yes. So um Niles and Daph. Niles talks about a, an, an ex patient of his and he talks about the, he, you know, he wants to set Frazier up with her, but there's like the, the, the ethical implications. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I'll just have them. She owns a bookstore. I'll have them, you know, meet serendipitously and the mm-hmm. like ridiculousness of like them not running into each other. Yes. Yes. But I did, also- I wrote like the first time Niles hides. I'm like, Oh, he's in the sports section. That's pretty funny. But then it became like a little bit of the joke.
0: I'm reading about the hero. I'm fascinated reading about the heroes of Nascar. Nascar. (laughs) Also, my subtitle spelled that (laughs) (laughs) N-A-H-Z-C-A.
1: That's funny. I wrote it like lowercase N-A-S capital C-A-R so I could remember (laughs) how he said it. Nascar.
0: Uh, also, when Fraser goes to pay, and they're like, "Do you have a discount card?" and he's like, "Well, yes. Independent bookstores? No, not that one. Bibliophiles? No. The Dewey Decimal Club." And he this goes through all. List, I'm like, yeah. "I was like, can I please get one of these bookstore? Like, I would love an independent bookstores discount card. Oh, right. Be I don't full price there to keep them afloat.
1: <laughs> I don't know, like, of any that's like we have a couple of different store. I mean you know, independent bookstores are few and far between at this point. But you know what I mean? I feel like I didn't know there was like a, re- a rewards program for like multiple ones.
0: I, I mean, this was 2002 in Seattle. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. there still is.
1: Yeah, probably not. Um, What was her name? I forgot. That the, It's like Bellamy Young. It's was, Bellamy Young. Yes. She
0: I know her from Scandal. Yeah, that's, was, I
1: figured you would because I looked her up on IMDb and it... I was going to say, I hope you didn't
0: life. look her up on IMDb.
1: <laughs> I did. I looked to see what she was in.
0: Okay, well, I just—I don't know if she comes back. I don't remember, so I just didn't want you to be like, "Well, she doesn't come back, so it doesn't matter."
1: Oh no, I was looking up to see who the, who she was. Like the other ones, I, the other two I recognize, of course. Because the next thing I have here is like, "Hell yes, we have a front runner when Allison Janney." Oh my in.
0: gosh, I I wrote in O M G Allison Janey. You want to talk about a get for Fraser? At this point, she's a multiple Emmy winner. Yeah, I was on about the to West say. Wing. Like she is like at the top of her TV game. Win this! I'm like, this is such a get. Yeah, I also I also
1: think this character had the most like to do and the most like the
0: most personality.
1: Yes, well, I'm not not. I mean, like also like that was a scene that like you needed an Allison Janney to kind of eat up for it to be good, and it was you know I kind of wish you know again it had been something to where we could see her more on that show because I think she would have fit in pretty well. I think she was also I kind of I started looking up the ages of the actresses. And Kelsey Grammer, and she was the one. She's like only like five years apart from him, like mm-hmm. uh, Bell, Bellamy Young. I've already forgotten kind of her name. Yeah, Bellamy but Young. She. Yeah. I didn't even look up the other one because I think she's even younger than Bellamy Young. But she's uh, like, that's
0: Bridget Wilson Sampras. Yes,
1: who is in like Billy Madison the and there oh, sure and. Um, Something else I remember very specifically, but anyway, they uh they were all like like Bellamy Young was like fifteen years younger than him, and I was like, oh, of course.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure Bridget Wilson Sampras was probably fifteen. I, mean, young, I think she's younger than Bellamy yeah. Young. So I I wrote down not to skip to that date, but really quick, I wrote down that he looks like her uncle, who's like in town <laughs> yes. and like met her. They did not at, look to be on a date. No, and especially when he's interacting with the other guys who are all like in love with her. I'm like you. You look like the college professor who's it, here. He looked like
1: he was on his way out the whole time. I mean, it was partly because he's he wearing his jacket the whole time. It also looked like, like if you told me that bar was across from an airport and Fraser just stopped by because his plane was delayed, like that's yeah. kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Um, but
0: I, the whole. Oh, I I would just go back to Allison Janney real quick as a sub bullet. I never do sub bullets, but I did this under Allison Janney in my notes. I wrote down he should be so lucky.
1: Yeah. Right. I I did write. Uh, there's a note here after Alice and Janney's, um, uh date that says Roger is the snuffleupagus of Frasier and that it feels like in these episodes it's like <laughs> Ross is always talking about him but he, he's just not there you know what I'm talking yeah. about where Big Bird's like my friend's snuffleupagus everyone's like okay Big Bird
0: <laughs> everyone's like sure Big Bird okay so I also it wasn't until I believe I was an adult that I learned that Snuffy was supposed to be invisible and that no one else could see him, but I think they changed that construct at some point and soon everybody knew about Snuffy.
1: There's a, there's an episode I remember very specifically where like they finally he introduces him to everybody. Cuz wow. I feel like you watch that show and it almost feels mean at some point. Like the you, yes. you leave it too long and it's like goes from like this is adorable to Oh, hello Leo.
0: Yeah, to say, do you see him? I
1: I can't see him, but I heard him. If you can Well, hey, buddy.
0: <laughs> That's the microphone, yeah. What's I'm up? Most
1: active I've ever seen him.
0: <laughs> and all he's doing is trying to find a comfortable. Well, yeah, he's like, why is this thing poking me in the chest? Well, you're trying to like sit on top of, on top of the microphone, buddy. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Um yeah so rogers not doesn't exist like uh, god knows if he's ever coming back for even one well, more. well except episode. we have
0: seen him tony goldwin we've met him right. so we've got we've got quite the scandal like cast here we've got tony goldwin you've got bellamy young who plays his wife on scandal oh,
1: oh, the, oh I, I see what you're saying these are scandal characters you're like yes we have scandals. a scandal cast i'm like what what's scandalous about these these people
0: Uh, Well, on the last episode, um, in the proposal, the guy at the jewelry store was a regular, or I I think he was regular on Scandal. I think he was recurring as a Mm -hmm. reporter and then press secretary. So I'm just saying, we've got a lot of, lot of actors from Scandal on here. So,
1: um, I think I wrote eat a whole a whole entire plate of Fraser when he was like turned on her.
0: Yes, I hated that when he was like um i'm sure like he did not rip off you and he just did not yeah 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 well no
1: i think when he when i said that he said something very specifically about like maybe he saw it above the like oh
0: yeah yes maybe he went bowling and saw it above. yeah i was like dude, she's
1: great like you're an idiot and you know i have a affinity for alice and janney but I will also say the other thing I have here is key lime is a top three pie for me. And I also love that, like, without even mentioning it, Martin and Frazier just were like, all right, grab a spoon. We're not going to cut pieces. We're just going to eat
0: this out right out of the tent. So, like, controversial, I don't like key lime pie. I don't like any fruit pie. Um,
1: I love fruit pies.
0: And so number one pie for me in my heart is a uh, chocolate bourbon pecan pie. I make one for Thanksgiving. It is heavenly and then, then like, I love a good buttermilk pie, like a chess pie. I like a peanut butter pie. Um, but I, I need my pies to be decadent and I need them to be wholly unhealthy. And fruit pie is just trying to sneak in too much health. Oh
1: no, I love fruit pie. Strawberry rhubarb is my number one pie.
0: I've also never had rhubarb, so.
1: Well, rhubarb is just making the, the. I mean, you you would never have like just rhubarb, but like the addition of Maybe rhubarb I to would. a strawberry, I mean, sure. But the addition of straw of it to a strawberry pie makes it a little more tart and not super sweet, which is what I like. But um like that. I've I used to not like pecan, but now I'm kind of into it.
0: I mean, it's almost a requirement for living in Texas to like pecans. I used to but... not really
1: be a nut person. Like, I used to not really mm. like nuts, and, now, and I,
0: now you're just nuts. Now
1: I'm nutty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm uh,
0: tired.
1: Let's talk. Okay, well, let's talk about this last date because <laughs> no, I, no,
0: I'm not, I'm not saying I'm tired. as in we need to end the show? It's <laughs> like I'm making terrible jokes, so I'm obviously I'm tired. I
1: will say this last date. I legitimately like fast forwarded through a part of it because I was just like, I understand what the bit is here. I'm yes. Uh, this is so awkward. Like...
0: And I didn't love I, – I didn't love the way they painted Bridget Wilson Sampras's character, where I was like, is she – are we supposed to think that she's oblivious to the fact that all these guys are in love with her? Are we supposed to think that she's hooked up with all of these guys before and they're all in love with her? Yeah, are was... we like? like is she just supposed to be an idiot is she have no social graces and isn't like doesn't know that realize that on a date she shouldn't be playing pool with other guys and asking her date to go to the cleaners next door and get quarters yeah. like
1: yeah that, I, is, she yeah. did
0: send him next door because he that's where he fate intertwined right he met bellamy young
1: can we talk real quick about the guy who sat down next to uh bridget and said i wouldn't mind stopping and smelling those roses because she had a Like yeah, (laughs) I was. I wrote in all caps and like question mark, explanation point, question mark. I was like, what? Like, like I, 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 the face I would have made if that situation had happened to me, and if she'd been like, "You're so funny," that's what I would have been like. Oh, look at the time, and looked at a bare wrist, and just been like, "I gotta go," you
0: know. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think. If if I knew that wasn't the point they were trying to make, that seemed almost like a, a bulldog joke. Like if bulldog was still on the show, he would say that. Yeah,
1: yes, but it would be more of a joke, and like he'd be like, "Hey, like the joke is like, look how slimy bulldog is." Like this guy said it. Like they didn't like he was just another guy. Like he wasn't. I don't know. It was just I hated it. I, I, I hated I, it.
0: I feel like that was part of the joke of like that's what I'm saying. Is she always just she's, she's oblivious? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, Also, the fact that when Martin was setting Frasier up with her and he was like, no, Fraser, you've really got to see her. I'm like, this is a little creepy old man-ish, Martin. Like, I I, I, I guess, I I don't know. I don't know what's appropriate for a senior citizen dad to be talking to his son about a beautiful woman who is in his regular everyday life that he sees who is like 40 years younger than him. I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's also, I think, Like, not to be extremely crude and, like, rank the girlfriends, but, like, I didn't find her any – I didn't find her any more attractive than than Bellamy Young. I actually thought Bellamy Young was more attractive than her. And then, like, I know Alice and Janie doesn't fit into, like, conventional, like, terrible box of, like, conventional good looks, but, like, Alice and Janie is also gorgeous. And, like – Stunning, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just, like – I mean, I – like – I feel I feel like you have to like cast a model if you're going to make that statement like that, or like yeah. like there has to be something extremely discernible. In this case, it just sounded like she's like Martin was like she's really good looking because she's young. Like like that's what it came <laughs> off as is like she's so because like, the whole thing was like the age gap and the intelligence mm-hmm. gap. Like it was just. I don't know. She's young and dumb and she likes to play a lot of pool Frazier, you're gonna love her Martin Green. You know, it's just really it was just really awful. <laughs>
0: uh, wow, I mean, I don't know if you have thought about getting into voice work, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my creepy old man. <laughs>
0: also, can I just I just I just need to show you Leo right now? Like this is this is Leo now. Just
1: I mean he's had a rough last five minutes that was a big <laughs> a big day buddy
0: oh man um i did at one point ask like when frazier's actually sitting down holding his empty beer glass at the bar i was like why is he still there
1: yeah like i i i don't know it was i i, I also like i said i just kind of went like hit the like 15 seconds ahead i was like okay they're still at the bar still at the bar still at the bar <laughs> and then she's like here take these court go get quarters next door and i was like okay and then that's when they cut to Daphne and 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 Niles and they're like it's yeah, I guess he like called them or like th- it wasn't going well and he's like I guess we should just let fate intervene and that's when Bellamy Young comes into the laundromat mm-hmm. and is like some woman went crazy at a Buck Young or whatever his name uh, was
0: B- Benjamin Locklear, Benjamin, Benjamin Locklear show
1: But where where did I get Buck
0: Young that does not like an artist Fraser would follow.
1: Buck Young. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's like writing like a like a like a travel log for like staying in like Nevada or something. I don't know what anyway.
0: Laughlin. Laughlin Nevada. Nevada.
1: Um but like she got spray painted by Allison Janie who came in and tried to deface everything. I'm sorry.
0: I just have to tell you it's Janie. It's not Janie. It's Janie. Like Jan the middle I keep sister. keep getting them mixed Brady up. Punch. Yeah. It's not, it's Jane Leaves and Allison Janney.
1: Allison J, And then. Um, <laughs> CJ
0: Craig. You can call her that too.
1: Um, and then. Uh, Fraser's in there because of the other date. And then they finally meet and have some kind of ha <laughs> ha moments. And it's like little meet cute. And he's like, hi, I'm Frazier. And it's kind of a sweet little ending there, which I, I is really going to suck it. if she doesn't ever show up again.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I truly don't. I truly don't know. Uh, I I don't. I didn't really like. I didn't remember that Alison Janney was in an episode of Frasier, which makes me think I would perhaps never seen this episode before.
1: Right. So I don't. I who knows? if you remember
0: though the previews for this episode, and that because it was a big deal that Alison Janney was going to be on Frasier, and that it said "man who uses the word duvet."
1: Yes. I keep in my head, so I, guess I kept I did getting know a shoes duvet. On Frasier, and a... But
0: I completely forgot about it until this, this episode. I,
1: I keep getting a duvet and a dust ruffle. Or was that what they called? The things like on the yeah. side? Dust, yeah, ruffle. dust
0: ruffle? Yeah. Also known as a bed skirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, duvet is like what you put a down comforter into. Like, yes. duvet is actually just like basically two sheets almost sewn together. Like, people who are like, oh, I just sleep with the duvet. I'm like, oh, well,
1: that's. that's a comforter inside. Right? right, right, right. So, I will have to post this because this. Uh, This may be one one of the YouTube videos I watch the most because it's how to get a duvet, a blanket into a duvet easily.
0: How to get a... Yes. No, you've sent me it before because I tweeted that, like, my kingdom for somebody who will put my comforter back into my duvet cover. And you'll be like, here's this video. It doesn't really work. Oh, really? It
1: worked perfectly every time we do it.
0: There's a different one that's a similar concept. I want to say there's, like, one step that... Or two steps where... or, or I wonder if I just have a duvet that you um, know mine's from Pottery Barn, so I just wonder if it's, you you,
1: know. you sweeped hair. You're it's it's in a bun or something, and you did the sweep with your hand and just went with it as if you had like run your fingers through your luxurious locks. It was so yes, it's great. called
0: acting. It's called acting. It was you know beautiful. some of us are for actors your, for your
1: audience of one in this case
0: one excuse me, Leo. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Leo. Yeah. My bad. Um, his, I, oh, his eyes are about a third open, I'll have you know. It's
1: it's just a funny video to me because it's clearly this guy who like, it's this guy, this Russian dude who does like um, mechanical, like electronic reviews and stuff. And he just says, one of you is like, today I teach you how to put a duet back on the thing. And I'm like, this is, it's just funny to me. And I always, I'm like, okay, I got to watch this before we put one on. But anyway, I'll post oh. it. I find it extremely useful. Like I said, this might be my number one watched YouTube video.
0: That's actually fairly sad. <laughs> I just don't
1: I think no. it's just, it's it's just from I mean like repeated. I think it's just from every time like we're like, How do we do this again? And we have to watch it.
0: Yeah, that's no, that's fine. Um I need to go back to Dabney Coleman really quick because old, I just old I realize- coffee
1: breath Coleman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't realize I just still had a tab open to like his wikipedia profile he's ninety he's still oh alive. he's very
1: old and he was act- like he was a big character in boardwalk Empire which is
0: oh recent. fairly
1: recent yeah like he he's you know,
0: he was born in austin he's like he's local he's he's yeah i think
1: i knew that have you seen nine to five
0: you know, I I'm embarrassed to say I've seen part of parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through.
1: It's it's worth it. It holds up. I think I watched it. I mean, it's it's very dated, but it also is like a very it's a very I, fun movie. I,
0: he guest starred in Yellowstone in 2018.
1: Yeah, I think he's still like. I think recently, some like very recently, something happened. It was like, I think it was like, Dabney Coleman suffers a stroke, and it's like, Dabney Coleman's still with us?
0: Yeah, I mean, I know him best from, he plays Tom Hanks' dad in You've Got Mail, and that is, that's pretty much what I think of him.
1: Speaking of from. small bookstores, I mean, that's what that movie's about, right? It's been a while.
0: Oh, yes. Sorry, I was not... <laughs> not really I, I i was like tom hanks is opening a bookstore <laughs>
1: that's the whole thing doesn't he work for like basically a barnes and noble yes, like yes fox books <laughs> Fox. yep um, and then ryan
0: works for the little shop around the corner yeah
1: do you ever watch undeclared like 2002 no uh, it was a college comedy by um oh what's his name does knocked up and 40 year old virgin oh judd apatow yeah but Seth Rogen was in it, and it, it was, there's this whole episode where they get really drunk, and his, he sits down and he goes, "I tell everybody that my favorite movie is The Matrix. It's not. It's You've Got Mail. Have you seen You've Got Mail?" And he like makes uh, like Charlie Hoonan like sit down and watch You've Got Mail with him, and the whole time he like keeps cutting him, and he's like, "I don't think he, I don't remember if Charlie, if Charlie Hoonan's like." This is a girl movie, or if he's just like, why am I watching this? It's mostly just because Seth Rogen's like, it's so good. He's so charming. Like he's just getting like super. (laughs)
0: So charming. I watch it every year, sometime (laughs) around Christmas, and I almost always inst like post Instagram stories as I'm watching, and I'm always like, Tom Hanks can get it in this movie. (laughs) Like, my God.
1: Um.
0: He's adorable with his niece and nephew or one, like it's his nephew or brother. Is Okay. It's like niece and nephew, like once his aunt and once his brother, because his dad and grandfather both been married multiple times. And just uh, the way he like, just courts meg ryan at the end and yes there was a lot of lying but we just look past that I, as I, we do in our everyday lives well yeah
1: i don't i don't know if i i i I've, that's a movie that i've seen but like none of it stuck to my brain other than like oh. him warming up his hands and then doing like send like doing oh, thing that, well, that and, and
0: that's just famous now because it's a gif yeah but um i remember that Yeah, no um uh, also i i feel like i uh because I've been listening to dead eyes per your recommendation. I mm-hmm. feel like I've always watched something recent that Tom Hanks was in, just because I'm always listening to something where someone's yes. talking about him. Have you gotten, and now I just have the overwhelming urge to rewatch band of brothers because of that podcast. I've
1: never seen that. And I need to, I need to oh. watch it. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's good enough that I feel like I need to watch it with Tara. Mm-hmm. I can't just watch it on my own, but like, I don't know like it, it, it's just I, one of those ones that's like it's been around for a while so it will always be yeah. around like I just need to get to it. It is
0: you will you will not regret it. Mm. I've only seen it once all the way through and I actually I do need to rewatch it again all the way through but like it's you can't binge it because they're heavy episodes so you have to like mm. you have to and as um as I texted Ryan earlier this week or last week or something I cried in an episode of Dead Eyes recently at which point Ryan was like well your eyes aren't dead <laughs> um, oh, so like it's just I don't know
1: why you're so mean on that little joke.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't I wasn't being mean, I was being much more eye-rolly about it. One, um, another
1: sign of life for those eyes of yours. Yeah.
0: My lively <laughs> eyes. But God, I don't know. It's just it's such a charming podcast. But like that episode where they talk about the real private Zelensky, just mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was I was like, Whoo, someone chopping onions in here? It's, What's a re- happening? it's a
1: it's a great podcast. It's definitely worth it, checking
0: it, out. And it's done now, right?
1: I, he's been talking about, like, do I keep going? Like, I, I think he's definitely taking a long hiatus. Like, who okay. knows what will evolve into Overcast
0: it. has put the little moon by it now, which means, like, this podcast <laughs> yeah, I, is, like, Yeah, asleep. I've noticed <laughs> that.
1: Um, uh, do we want to rank, for this podcast, do we want to rank this episode? Yes. I found this one very charming. And like I said, even though I fast-forwarded through a little bit of it, I think I still give it a seven. Um spray you know what I want to say that's kind of a weird observation were all three of these women wearing kind of like sweaters did I make that up I don't know if Bellamy was
0: but like well when we first see Bellamy she's wearing a beautiful blue dress at yes. the uh store and then yeah I guess the next time we see her she's wearing kind of like well a white top blouse sweater maybe maybe I can't
1: maybe remember well. but I know the other also Janney
0: was wearing yeah
1: kind of like a, a mock turtleneck thing
0: I don't think it was that but I think it was like a very lightweight sweater yeah
1: yeah anyway I, 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 Name it. Uh, I'm gonna rate it seven. You know, nice lady sweaters.
0: <laughs> That's the second time I've laughed solely through my nose, and man, that hurts. Um, <laughs> I, I'm also gonna give it seven. Um, I'm gonna give it seven duvets. Um, du- duets. Uh, because <laughs> because yeah, I, I I also I I enjoyed this one for one that I really did not remember at all. I really mm-hmm. I really did enjoy this one. Um, I mean. Honestly, the fact that Alison Janney's in it could almost like put it to a nine for me, but she wasn't in it enough and we never see her again. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, I, I'd really I think she could have done like like. whereas I think that I, I think she was an underwritten character. I think she was written very well for her very small scene. She just didn't have a lot to do.
0: Yeah, w- one part that we jumped over that I wanted to get back to was uh, Niles talking about the woman he wanted to set Fraser up with and they kind of he and Daphne just kind of take it go down that road of like. You know, oh, like oh, we're yeah, gonna get yeah. along so well. And Daphne says maybe I was a little hasty in making Roz my maid of honor. I this reminds me of I love my friends and they like they mean well, but like I remember like I don't know, five months, no, no, three months before a wedding that I was going to be a bridesmaid in out of town. I started date barely started dating somebody. And my friend who was getting married was like, Do you want to bring them as your as your date to the wedding? And I was like, Whoa.
1: Yeah, I think there are people who want like
0: <laughs> I was like Your wedding is halfway across the country and I don't know his last name. So like, no, (laughs) not yet. (laughs) Spoiler. He was not my date to the wedding.
1: I was, (laughs) I don't know why I thought of this. There's this when Gabe is in the office and then Aaron, the new secretary comes in and he's like, he wants to report to Toby that they're in a relationship and he's just met her. And she's like, do you know her last name? And he's like, I don't need to know it because she's going to be screaming it out tonight. And Toby's like, she's going to be screaming out her own last name. name. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was such a good Toby observation. Because I feel like in my head when he says it in the way he says he delivers it, you're like, you get the joke he's trying to make. And I didn't really identify that it made no sense in like full logical. I don't know. I just love that. Um, that's what I was like. I was gonna say something like, you don't need to know his last name because it's gonna be yours after this wedding, you know, or something ridiculous.
0: And then it's like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe we would be very progressive and and he would, you know, take my last like name, much like Felix, Felix Madrigal. Madrigal. <laughs> Whoa, talk about crossover. Yeah. Listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are doing the uh, what is it? What the, the, the daddy, the
1: Disney daddies who can get it bracket for oh, Father's yeah. Day month. Um, Speaking of which, I have a thing you can do instead of rating things. So oh,
0: if you, okay, good. If that's cool. I have one, but it's like it's the coldest take ever. It's not a hot take <laughs> at all, but I still I still want to share it. <laughs>
1: um, well, gang, uh, if you've got, let me see a good wedding, not a wedding story. Let's back up. We we wanted to get your airplane stories. Mm-hmm. If you've got, I, I want to hear if you've been in a dating situation like what happened to Fraser, where like all of a sudden you're <laughs> you're the second like. like you're the least important person on a date (laughs) if you're some other situations. Let us know. Um our phone number is oh no. Our phone number is uh craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I C S. -S 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 We don't have one anymore. C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at gmail.com. We are at craniacs on Twitter craniacs a Frasier podcast on facebook get at us wherever you listen to your podcast you know where that is because you're listening to us right now but what you can do is go to that app and give us a five-star review the highest review possible and if you don't want to give us a five-star review if you want to give us a four-star or lower me has a something else you can do with your time <laughs> um i thought of this because we had given you the recommendation i believe this was you to see the 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 Mitchell's versus the machines and you really yes. enjoyed it. Yes. So I have another um animated uh recommendation. And this one's been around forever. Uh but we watched this week and the, the episode came out. But before you if you want to listen to the episode Terror, Ryan's Protest Diaries, really appreciate it. But more importantly, have you ever seen the Iron Giant?
0: Yes. Once. I
1: have been told it's very good. And I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And we watched it kind of in Is our it, like hiatus.
0: Isn't it Brad Bird?
1: Yes. It's Brad Bird's first full animated uh, film. It's charming. It's wonderful. I think it's a little adult and mm-hmm. I think it's got a really good message that resonates a little better. And when he wrote it, uh, trigger warning, I'm going to talk about gun violence here. If anybody wants to scare her a little bit. um, his sister, was murdered by her husband. And so he got this story and he started, he wrote it, he kind of rewrote it and and his theme was, what if a gun had a soul and decided it didn't want to be a gun? And and I think it's a very interesting lens to watch this movie through the Mm -hmm. idea that is written and it was rewritten and done by someone who had a very, you know, traumatic experience with gun violence. And I, I think it's, you know, because we talk about in the Princess Diaries about like, is does it hold up? Is there gun violence? Is there drinking and smoking? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And all, a lot of that stuff is in there, but like, it's such an important tale. Like, there's a whole scene about the the giant learning about death and things like that. And those are very mm-hmm. like, very very PG versions of them. But but it's absolutely PG. It's not G. But like rewatching it, like I started getting teared up at certain points. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of feels that way. It's there are a lot of very funny th- things. Um it's got a Fraser connection because John Mahoney plays the uh, general in it. So oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, it, it, it. You know, it's it's hand animation, so a lot of that stuff holds up very well. Sometimes you watch older CG stuff, and it's not as good as it. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a line in the sand where I think things start being you know good to watch. When we watched Toy Story, I was like, I forgot how unlit this movie was, but like, um, it's it's. I I was going to I was going to sit here and sell you on it but you've already seen it. Oh,
0: I've seen I am pretty shocked that you had not seen it before.
1: I don't know what
0: You it, you, you, you don't need to justify it. Yeah. Also, I would say I, I think I mean, well, you're in animation though, so you, you know, have watched animation this whole time? I think I was like in high school or something maybe when it came yeah. out, and thus I was just not really like seeing a lot of animated movies. Um an ex-boyfriend of mine made me watch it cuz he really liked it and I was kind of like Sure, okay, pretty sure I cried. Um, haven't seen yeah. it in easily a decade, and probably do need to rewatch it. It's um, it's
1: extremely charming. You know, uh the main character, just a little scrawny boy who's yeah. like who's drawn. Like there's a part where he goes swimming and Tara was like pointing out how they drew his Uh, swim shorts to be like so much bigger than him (laughs) and like kind of sensed hard around the waist. Like it's, 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 it's great. Brad Bird. I don't know if we, we said this, but if you don't know Brad Bird is the director of the Incredibles, Um, Ratatouille, he's done some live action with mission impossible four and Tomorrowland, but you know, very, very prominent, big guy in animation for a a lot of reasons. You can, Learn all about that on our episode. I don't, you know, but watch the movie. If you listen to the episode, great. But watch the movie. The movie's really good. It's on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I and you know I some you know I I when there's something I think that is transcends our little po- our little animation podcast into this is just a flat out a good film that people mm-hmm. should watch. I want to bring it up because I you know yeah. And it especially goes to the mantra that uh Bradford has, which is animation is not a genre, it's a medium. It's, you know, so this is like a yeah. good movie that happened just happens to be hand-drawn with a little bit of CGI. The Iron Giant CGI. Voiced by Vin Diesel. That was fun telling Tara. I'm like, you're about to watch a Vin Diesel movie. Did you know that? I
0: um yeah, I I mean, I, I co-signed everything Ryan said. Again, I haven't seen it in probably about a decade, but I do I do remember being shocked by how much i liked it and how Mm -hmm. all the feels i had and everything um i also feel like it's always recommended as like one of those animated movies that is kind of underrated and that's like good for all ages like it's not too much of a kids movie or anything
1: well because warner brothers movies had like two movies at the time and it was quest for camelot remember that movie Nope. Exactly. And then, like, th- then they said, "Well, we're not going to do any more animation, but we've almost got this Iron Giant movie, <laughs> so let's just let them finish it." And they like canned the animation department. and Then that came out, and it did not do well, but it like got amazing reviews. It's like ninety six yeah, on say- Rotten Tomatoes or something.
0: Yeah, because I know it didn't do well because um, they probably didn't market it well, and then. uh but yeah, I do remember that it, it was just I want to say that when it came out because my mom like read movie reviews religiously at the time and mm-hmm. they still put them in the newspaper I want to say she was like, do <laughs> you want to see Iron Giant movie? Because like, it's supposed to be really good and I was like, "Um, no
1: I like that your uh, mom called it the Iron Giant movie
0: Do you want to see this, Oh, this, this Iron, Iron Giant movie? <laughs> But it's still um,
1: like the movie is the Iron Giant but it's like this Iron Giant movie? Or like which one? <laughs>
0: Or it's like, you know, this, well, I think it was more like this Iron Giant yeah. movie, you know, kind of like that. Um, My what to do if you don't want to give us five stars, guys, no one will have made this recommendation to you ever. Go see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I saw it on Monday. See it in the theater if you feel comfortable doing so. Because seeing it on the big screen, I'm not one of those people who's like, you have to see it in the theater. Like, I'm not one of those people except with this movie. Like, you feel like you are in the jets with them. And it is... It's just—it's a great summer blockbuster. It is like the epitome to me of a summer blockbuster movie that you just go and have fun at. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just—I think the young guns who like Tom Cruise is training and stuff are Mm -hmm. all like—they're—they're great. And um,
1: Doesn't doesn't Miles Teller have a mustache in it?
0: He does. He plays, spoiler, he plays um, Anthony Edwards, Goose's son from the first one. And damn, called Gosling. Is that his call sign? It's Rooster. Damn if he doesn't look just like Anthony Edwards. Um, We need to go, though, because I need to take my sourdough out of the oven.
1: All right. All right, guys. Uh, uh, Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening.
0: Bye, y'all.